Hi, welcome to 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Uh, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, This week I'm returning to the regular format for a couple of weeks, and then I'm going to do another two-part Cofferstow episode where I'll be sharing the talk that I gave back in 2016 at the first Cofferstow retreat in the uh, the middle of this month. Then in May, I'll share Andy Gullihorn's talk as well. If you haven't signed up for Cofferstow yet, head over to cofferstow.com. You can learn more there and you can register. But this week, I want to do a story behind the song episode. Um, it's a little, it's kind of a an experiment in style, and I hope that it can be encouraging to you. Um, the song I want to talk about is called "Come True." And it's one that I actually almost never play live, but I I do tend to think of it often, just as I'm kind of going about my day, especially when I wake up in the mornings. Um, Bird song triggers this song, and there's been a lot more bird song in the last couple of weeks around here, it seems like. So, I don't know, this song has just kind of been on my mind. Um, So... I'll close this episode uh, with a live in-studio recording of the song. But the official version of this song, the recorded version, is on the album Beautiful Secret Life. It's on the the bonus songs um, disc. Disc in quotes since it's online. But it's in iTunes and Spotify, so you can find it there. Um, So again, thank you for listening. And uh, here is this week's episode. Listen to the bird song. Listen to the bird song. There's still something clear and clean. Breathe in the bright air. All is not lost, it seems. I still wake up every morning because an innocent man died, and I pray to know that innocence again, to come clean, come clean, come clean. That's the first verse to a song I wrote several years ago. I hardly ever play it live, but it pops into my head a lot of mornings when I wake up to the birds singing outside my window. There are big enough trees around our house, and apparently the right kinds of seeds and worms, to attract lots of birds. I know they like to eat my blueberries before I get a chance to, but the bird song to me has a cleansing effect. It's a signal of newness. A new morning has come, and bright voices declare its arrival. A thousand chattering heralds pour out a wild cascade of call and response in a language I cannot read and cannot help but understand. Like laughter, it is unintelligible, and its power to delight is not lessened in any way for it. What you need to know, you know, without knowing much else. So the bird song is the smile and laughter of the morning, and communicates wordlessly mercy. Maybe these singers and their songs slept during the night. Well, they have endured the night, resting their voices for a time and a time again. Many things go silently about in their own 
heraldry and invite my voice into their ceaseless praise. But for me the birds give voice on their behalf and mine. A music that washes over me as the light of dawn itself. All of this seems an intercession embedded in creation, a groaning for the full enfolding of all things into the life that is truly life. What in this creation doesn't pray? At all times, all things exhale and exult. Even in suffering? Even in yearning? Yes, I think so. Yearning is its own species of reaching prayer, of searching praise. And though the pit does not praise, those at its edges, and even in its depths, may. And to join that praise is to be washed, not washed into the oblivion of naivete, but into the light of God's knowing and seeing love. It is to be naked and unashamed to come clean. Verse 2. Tears with an old friend, once all my lies had failed. I was surprised when I saw that love still held. Because I never had been truly touched, till I learned to face the truth. God, don't let me live a lie again, and I'll come true, come true, come true. Jesus' parable about pulling logs out of our eyes has fascinated me for a while. One thing that has occurred to me as I've gone through some long years of log pulling is that the process gives you a painfully up-close view of logs. You study the log on its way out, every branch, every crack in the bark. You get a really good look at that thing. I get tired of looking at logs, and there have been times when tears helped ease them out from where they had gotten lodged. One of the things sin obscures is God's love for us. The log is big, bigger than anything. Once it falls from your eye and lands on your foot, crushing your toes, the feeling is exasperating. But the Lord tosses it aside like a toothpick. There's no contest. The Lord has never lost a caber toss. The crushing weight of shame can keep us from stepping toward Him. I remember bursting into tears once in a car ride with a friend. We met one another in a shared place of despair and loneliness. Both of us, separately, had stood at a terrifying brink and had been saved from tipping over into it, but just barely. What a gift to discover the Lord gathering us to Himself in that moment of frightening honesty. Verse 3. Granddaddy's greenhouse, when I was four years old, still smelled like damp earth from gardens long dead now. And I heard about a seed that fell dead and buried in the ground, but now the mighty bow to rest beneath its flowered crown. They come home, come home. They come clean, they come clean. They come true, they're coming true. They come home. Some memories 
remains so vivid, almost tangible, so many years later. I never knew either of my grandfathers. They both smoked cigars like cigarettes. Both died from lung diseases before I was born. I know them only by contact with the things that they made. There were the old dusty blueprints and sketches I found in my granddad's drafting desk drawer. There was his dressing room at my grandmother's house that was clean but virtually unchanged. It was like a time capsule of artifacts from his life. After college, I found his old pipe and lighter in a drawer, and Grandmother let me have them. I have them still. Granddad had a greenhouse behind his house. He had built brick, raised beds, and planted plum trees, not far from where Grandmother and I buried a dead bird I found in her yard one day. She said funeral prayers with a five-year-old as we padded down the loose earth covering the shoebox, a cardboard coffin for a silenced song. In the greenhouse there were barrels big enough to swallow me up had they been empty. Each one was full of a different type of soil. Little spades hung in their places, gardening gloves, stacks of terracotta pots, Hoses and watering cans were arranged around the little room with a big countertop for nursing seedlings. I loved to try my hands from barrel to barrel, testing the textures of the different soils in my palms, the gritty roll of sand, the soft clumps of airy black dirt. It was like a Baskin-Robbins of dirt flavors. It was so cool and damp in the greenhouse and the coolness and dampness felt inviting. I imagined my invisible grandfather at work setting seeds into little pockets of soil, watering them and protecting them from the harshness of the weather outside this little incubator. He himself planted now in God's greenhouse, planted like the seed of Abraham was planted, in the cool darkness of a tomb. And I heard about a seed that fell, dead and buried in the ground. But now the mighty bow to rest beneath its flowered crown. They come home. They come clean. They come true. They come home. I want to just play this song for you to close out this week. Um, And uh, I'll just let the song kind of end the episode. So thank you for listening. Here is um, Come True. Listen to the bird song There's still something clear and clean is not lost it seems I still wake up every morning because an innocent man died and I pray to know that innocence again to come clean to come
Surprised when I saw that love still held, 'cause I never had been truly touched till I learned to face the truth. Oh God, don't let me live a lie again. And I'll come true, I'll come true, come true. Granddaddy's greenhouse. When I was four years old, still smelled like damp earth from gardens long dead now. And I heard about a seed that fell dead and buried in the ground. But now the mighty bow to rest. Beneath its flowered crown, they come home, come home. They come clean, come clean. They come true, they're coming true. They come. 